Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams. Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging. This week we continue the second part of the interview with all five administrators from the various facilities that was recorded as a part of the recent board meeting for the Baptist Home. If you missed last week's episode, please go back and listen to part one of this discussion. And don't forget to click subscribe to hear more great conversations on applying biblical principles to aging issues. Here's the rest of the interview with the five administrators from the Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries. Pam, tell us what has been the most challenging aspect of the coronavirus pandemic in your facility. Without a doubt, it's the emotional distress that it's put our residents in, um, them not being able to see families, um, watching um, their peers pass, be sick, um, having to be um, kept in their rooms for you know a long period of time, not being able to socialize, that, that has definitely been the most difficult part is the emotional distress that it's put on our, our residents. Reed, how about you? I know you had. Yeah, I would say very similar things to what Pam just enlightened, you know, about the residents. And as far as me personally, I came in um, during our second round of COVID with this Delta variant now. And um, so we were under lockdown. So the first three weeks of my training with Sherry in the facility, I didn't even have access to some of the residents. I had no idea how the facility normally operates. Um, You know, the dining services weren't available. They were delivering it to rooms. We didn't have the salad bar. Um, We were so short staffed because they were getting COVID. Um, So I think that's been one of the biggest challenges for me was trying to figure out what normal is at the facility. Okay. Kate, how about you? I know you weren't part of the Baptist homes during that time, but I'm sure it was still difficult. So besides getting birthed by fire with my last and first survey, I get not last, but the survey that we just went through, yes, is I had just passed my administrator license at the beginning of uh, 2020 in January and I was birthed by fire again for the 2020 pandemic. Overall, it's just the, the fear, the unknown. When is it over? What are your answers? And to be able to look back at residents, staff, and family and not have an answer. That was an endeavor that we all had to come across. Um, and as well as what both of uh, Reed and Pam touched on, the distress, the emotions, and having to, even down to explain, I get to go home and I get to see my loved ones, but your loved ones can't come in. That, that was very heartbreaking to see and watch. So we're very excited to try and get the pandemic over and build from the unknown and the fear that's behind us. Thank you. The next two questions we're gonna be asking to all five of our panelists. So uh, let me start with the first question and we'll just start with Sherry or start with Kate and we'll go down the the list here. 
what would you like churches to know about your campus? What would you like churches to know about your campus? I would like churches to know that we have a new opportunity to come in and be a part of something, a new movement, a new prosperous area that we have not been able to be a part of before. Independence campus, um, just as simple as a pastor. We don't have someone on staff as that to be able to bring campuses and churches together and the community we have been silent to say the least. We're not a part of that. So I would love to let churches know that we have an open door, that we're very excited to be a part of this spiritual lead and share and believe in everyone um, and to go down that path. I would like our churches to know that um, we, we couldn't do it without their support. Our churches and our community are so important to, um, you know, the volunteerism, the donations, um, the things they do, the ladies groups do. They, they're just amazing and their support just means the world to us. As far as what I'd like churches to know, um, my mentor, Sherry, actually pointed this out to me, so I hope I don't steal her answer. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, that's why I sat in the middle, so I could get either side. Had time to prepare. But that the Baptist home is more than just a ministry for our residents. Um, I've really found out that it's a ministry for the staff as well. Um, you know, you can just see God's love in our building and, you know, our delivering Christ-like care to the elderly is our mission and our vision and all that stuff, that it's also a gift to work there. Um, and I think that is something I really try to sell when interviewing. Um, you know, our love is not just given to the residents. It's received back through pastors that are in there, um, you know, in our homes that help with the message, can point out, you know, certain things to Pastor Steve that he brings to the table um, and all their prayers. So that's what I like. to So the one thing I think I'd like churches to remember about Ashland is even though we're under construction, we always talk about that. We are open. We have, by the end of the month, we're going to have 33 residents on campus. We are open. We are there. We are hoping to become more and more part of the community in central Missouri. And you know what? We have a lot of prayer warriors right there on campus. So not only can we hopefully be a place for people in the churches to come live, but I would love it if we were had some prayer requests shared from our local churches. We would love to be praying for your churches in the area. And I think that would be really beneficial for my residents as well as for our churches. You know, residents of the Baptist home, by and large, if they had their druthers, they would be home. But they have care needs that require them, that, 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 that they need the care that we provide. It is traumatic for them when they have to leave their home and their church. Amen. The thing I want churches to remember is remember your members at the Baptist home because they miss you. They miss their church. Um, so, so don't forget. I mean, you, I can't tell you how excited they become 
when they have contact from their church? I know COVID has been very difficult. I didn't get to answer that question, but, but they, have been, they have been isolated, not just from each other, but from their church. And they have missed that. You know, we, we have campus pastors and we still have church, but they miss their church. And, I, and, and they need to know that. Thank you. True. So we're going to go back down the row. How would you like board members to be praying for you, both as the administrator and oh. for your campus? I'm so glad I get this one first. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would answer that by saying, we, for, for me personally, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I want, to, I want to deal with residents well. I want to deal with staff well. I want to hire well. Um, we need employees, and we need employees who, are, who will love old people. With that said, I have to add something that came to me last night. About 8.30, I received a phone call. My director of nurses called me, and she was hysterical. She was distraught, crying her eyes out. She said, I have COVID. Her mother had been to church and had picked it up at church, had given it to my director of nurses' daughter, who's about 10, and the daughter brought it home to my director of nurses. And she was beside herself thinking that she potentially has brought that into our building. Fortunately, has been hyper diligent about wearing masks and about all the things, all taking all the precautions. And so even so, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that we're at risk at the Baptist home, but we could be. It, it, it is not outside the realm of possibility. So for, for my campus, those are the things that I would ask you to pray for. For the Ashland campus, uh, yesterday in the morning, we had an ambulance roll onto campus. And that makes my heart sink every time I see that because, of course, we don't have the ability to care for somebody once they go beyond the independent side of things. Um, and so not only that, we have another resident who's been in long-term rehab in Jefferson City at one of the uh, nursing homes here. So... Uh, First off, please be praying for a resident who, who is being checked out at the hospital today um, for his recovery, but also praying that we can care for our residents and that their health continues over the course of the project. We know it's going to take a while. Uh, we have a good project in motion, but in the meantime, if you can be praying for our residents that their health continues. Of course, you know, the 38-year veteran takes wisdom and doesn't leave it for um, the rest of us <laughs> that have just started. So you I need some of that. Prayer read. It's mind. okay. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take patience as well. Um, you know, being new to the long-term care realm, um, I think that's what I've learned is sometimes you just have to be patient. And, you know, depending on where they are, um, with their orientation level at any given moment, you know, it may take them two minutes to finish that final thought. Um, so I think patience for me, 
um, patience for all of us waiting for this pandemic to eventually end, um, you know, whenever that happens, and patience for my staff members that are also working with the residents every day. It goes without saying that definitely need prayer for our staff and our residents, but every day I pull onto our campus and I look at that building and I look at, you know, how blessed I am to get to be there. And I thank God every day. Thank you for letting me work at the Baptist home. Um, a year ago, I had no, I would never have thought in a million years I would be an administrator. I've had people offer to have me pursue that. Um, for years, not something I ever thought I would ever do. I was so content being the social worker and serving my residents in that capacity. So I would like for, the, for you guys to pray that I can lead that campus in a Christ-like manner every day to do the best that I can by my residents and my staff. It is a, you know, I know all of our campuses are great. I, however, am partial to the Ozark campus, <laughs> um, but just just pray for me to lead in, in a Christ-like way that I need to do and, and to continue on the course that has been set before me, um, help me to, you know, lead, lead my residents to an understanding of why we have, why we're going through what we're going through, our staff, you know, you know, why we're, why we have a shortage of staff and my family members who just sometimes can't, sorry, just can't sometimes wrap their head around why I can't let them in the building to visit their loved ones. Um, so pray for those families for, you know, understanding also with, as we get through this COVID. Building on everything that my coworkers have said is independence as a whole Perhaps we need prayed for, for our unfiltered manners. <laughs> uh, we are beyond honest, yet we're very humble. And with this opportunity, we have been so grateful and blessed that we're given this. And for me personally, as well as a campus, I would say pray for us for growth. And I don't mean by census or superficial items but growth in religion, growth in prayer and worship, we have been lacking that. We don't have a stronghold in that, and we are very excited um, to have that a part of our daily lives. So that's great. I want to say thank you for the panelists and stay seated. I'm going to ask uh, Spencer Hudson, our church relations specialist, to come. And Spencer, would you lead us in prayer for our administrators before they are seated? Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we have had the opportunity to hear from the hearts of those that have been called to serve our residents and staff and all of our geographic locations. And <clears throat> number of times I teared up listening to uh, the sincerity of these, uh, these men and women of God that, uh, that love their 
their calling so much, and we pray for them. They, they, have, uh, they have given us specific needs uh, that they feel and that they desire uh, your intervention in their lives, of wisdom and care and uh, ability to, uh, to grow in uh, the spiritual influence of uh, residents and families and, and many things in between. And so, Father, it is at this time that we come and we just ask that your, your blessings be on them, that you would continue to guide them daily, uh, keep them mindful of uh, the calling you have on their life and the, uh, the purpose of what they're doing, even when uh, things that are uh, unforeseen happen, and that happens, I'm sure, daily uh, on the campuses, but uh, let them know that uh, that they need to be strong and courageous, as Brother Don shared with us earlier, and that their strength uh, comes from you. Uh, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Administrator. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by The Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.